Abby McNally, and I have been saved for one year this last March. I started reading the Bible a year ago, and it has changed my life entirely. I absolutely love reading, and I love sharing my perspectives, and I love hearing other people's perspectives on the scriptures. And that's why we started this podcast, so that we could have an interactive Bible study for everyone in the world that wants to get involved. Hi, I'm Terry Rostin, and uh, I'm here working with Abby, you know, and we're just kind of walking through the Bible and just learning how amazing Jesus is to us and, and how much God loves us. So, you know, it's just great to be here with everybody today. And, uh, you know, just after Easter's over with now and everything, you know, it's just uh, great time. Jesus is back now, you know, he's, you know, everybody knows, I mean, it's, it's coming. Um, the altar calls are coming. Everybody's finally starting to wake up. So, you know, it's starting. I can feel the, I can feel the energy of the whole world just resonating through, you know, every part of my body at, at all day long. And I, I just know that that something big is happening, you know, and he's, his return's coming. You can feel it. I mean, everybody, you can't deny it. You can't, nobody can't. Emma can't deny it. I can't deny it. You can't deny it. I mean, it's just the, the whole world knows it. You know what I mean? The whole world knows that that he's coming yeah. and everybody's starting to feel it and they're getting convicted of everything and, and, and they're going to the altar and they're, they're, they're turning away from sin. It's all happening right now. You know what I mean? It's happening worldwide. You know, it's happening over in France. It's happening over in India. It's happening everywhere. So it's not just here in America where these altar calls are just going crazy. It's worldwide. I mean, it's worldwide that this is happening. So everybody just, you know, just be excited about what what Jesus and, and, and everything. And this is the week, you know, he's going to he's going to start revealing so much to all of us. You know, the, the seals are now opening. You know, he's opening the great seals, and, and the 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 hand of hand of destruction is coming for everybody that that doesn't want to follow this this path. You know what I mean? It's coming for you. So you just gotta you gotta learn. You got to come on here. You got to you got to get educated about what what God wants from us, and, and let's change our ways. Let's change how let's change our ways that we approach God in every respect. You know what I mean? And, and let's change the world, one person at a time. One person at a time is how you do it. Yeah. And that's how that's how Jesus taught. He went out and taught the people. You know what I mean? He taught one person at a time at the well, at at at, at the stone. You know, James, Mark, all of them. He taught them all one at one time. Planted, we'll flourish and bear fruit and that will just continue and they will plant seeds and they will plant seeds and it's just a chain effect right and it's right, easy it? to get overwhelmed by it you know i find myself getting overwhelmed sometimes like man i just know so many people that need to be saved and i feel it's coming and, and it, it it's overwhelms me and then i stop and remember that god has already planned all of it it's all, it's all God's plan. It's what everybody all needs to understand. All I have to do is be open to him every day. And he most definitely guides me in the right places at the right times to plant the right seeds at the right times. And they just go on and go on and go on and go on. So it's not our job to be overwhelmed with the weight of the world because he has it all in his hands. Well, it's so, all God's plan. It's, that's what everybody's got to quit worrying about yeah. and realize like it, it, it's just God's plan. There's nothing you can do about it. It's bigger than you. Worry like I was telling you. first. Get yourself. It took me so long to figure that out. I just kept trying to figure out how to help everyone else and how to do all until I finally realized what, you know, Terry kept telling me. Until you fix you, until you get yourself right, you're not going to be able to help anyone because mm. you've got to be right yourself before you can even be spreading the right 
things, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you got to, you got to feel, feel it in your own heart. You've got to feel goodness. You got to feel, you know, joy out of you. And honestly, the greatest way to spread Jesus throughout the world is through the love that just pours out of you. And I mean, mm -hmm. seriously, the more towards, towards other people, you know yeah. what I mean? Give that love, share with others, love others. They you know see what I mean? that. They see how different you are. And that speaks so much more than any words you could ever say. It really does. Just your attitude of difference. Yeah. Your, your, your example that you're setting, regardless of, of the norms in the side society, you know, spitting the heaven or spit the cookie out and things like that. That's things that they don't see. Nobody's taking God serious. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's time, you know what I mean? Like God's a serious thing. He's above all. Like I was telling you the other day, God, we were always talking about how God is love. Well, God is love. God's above love. God is also vice. You know what I mean? He, he is both. He is all things. Yes. So the good and the bad are God. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, it's your choice. And it's hard to see that because we've been trained for so long to always see the bad as the enemy, the adversary, the devil. And, you know, what, you, what I keep reminding myself is, is the devil's not allowed to move without God letting him. Read the he book can't do Job, nothing. You know, we, we can't, you he can't had do to anything ask God before he could ever do anything to Job first. Mm -hmm. And God allowed it because... That strengthened Job, you know, and look at, you give, look at you permission. Right? So you got to understand he that about the devil. He had to go to God. Just come into your life and do things without God allowing it. So, right. you and know. if you got God there, the devil can't come in. You got to come in and ask permission, and, and God can can allow him to convict you or not. And, and and that's on what's in your heart. God God looks at your heart and says, "Yeah, you can convict her on this. Go ahead, see how she re see how she reacts." See, she does love me. And, and God will do that. You know, that's what he does. It's to, to, to see what's in your heart, what, if, if it's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or when he puts that real world situation in front of you, are you going to react in the same way that's what's in your heart? And that's that's what that's what God will always do in your life. He's going to put you in temptation situations to see how what you do. How you do you serve God or do you serve yourself? And he's gonna he's gonna look at every aspect of your heart that you don't think that you serve God in, and he's gonna test you in those areas. And he's gonna he's gonna give you the revelation of how to get free from the bondage of of, of sin and and learn that Jesus already washed all that away. You know that's that's gone. So what's in your mind that you think that's bad? Well, Jesus already took it away. So get that out of your mind and, and just serve God. He doesn't care. If you're if you're a sinner, he doesn't care if you're doing these things. No. He doesn't care in your mind. He wants you to just come serve him. Just come serve. Him, love him and God. put him first. If you are, and you know, half the things that the world calls sins, they're not. God doesn't even look at as a sin. Does it? Does it? Does it go against the Ten Commandments? Okay, right. it's probably not sin. You know. Yeah. I mean, in most most of everything, again, a box. They put everything in a box and they say, you've got to be this or you're not a follower of God. And that's just not true. I'm so sick right. of it. I'm getting so, so, oh, so it's so, it's so bad. It. Everybody, oh, he smokes cigarettes. He, he does. He can't love God. Yeah. He, he, he does. He does this. He can't love God. Well, I want to tell you people, you those can't. people that are doing that and convicting and judging, you're the ones, you will you're the ones that don't love God. You're the ones that don't understand. You don't understand the message. You don't understand it, no. so you God read says the Bible. If you judge, you will be judged. Yeah, so, judge so exactly. Not unless you want to be judged. Right. So when you're so out there convicting people you, of that, you're, who are you? <laughs> Cast the first stone. 
If, if you're so holy, if you're so holy and you're without sin, you cast the first stone because you can't. Because you can't. I can't. I am, you can't. I am really tired of the world um, condemning people for things and, and discouraging them from God because of what they believe to be a sin. Because yeah. the Bible says not one word about and Even if you are sinning, God doesn't care. As long as you're working care. your way to a better way. And everyone's everyone's journey with God is personal and it's their yeah. own. And it's, thank, it's, thank it's you. not up to anyone else. No one yeah, knows that, your heart but God. So Nobody. Now, that was what I always wanted to teach you. The most important thing in anything that I ever wanted to teach you, it, it's your journey. Yeah. It's your journey with God. It's not my journey with God. I can't take the journey with you. I can give God to you, and you can take the journey with him yeah. if you choose. But it's not me and God and you. It's you and God, yeah. and then it's me, you, and God together. And once you, you know? make it your own, it's the most. It's just incredible. I mean, once yeah. you can let go of... of anyone else in that and realize that no one else is in this no one else is in this at the end of the day you could lose every single one and every single thing look at job who did he right. have in the end god that's it just him and god and yeah. so when you but that's that, all he ever needed and he knew that he knew that through all through martha through all the stuff Job knew that none of that was above god yeah. you know what i mean so he would he would take it if everything that he lost he would just go and pray to God and thank God. Even even losing, even in losing, he thanked God. God, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to have all of those sheep. They're dead now. But right. thank you. Thank you right. for the opportunity to, to, to have the opportunity there. And that's what people, they, they lose, you know, just because it doesn't work out the way you want it. It, it doesn't mean that it's not from God. You know, it just, it just means that your heart wasn't in the right place. You know what I mean? God's gonna God's gonna give you whatever it is that God's gonna give you. But but if your heart's not in the right place, he's gonna take it back from you. He's gonna take away your blessing. Let's say, for instance, God gives you money and, and you don't do the right things with it, well, you're not gonna have it. If you're, if you're not thank God for that money, I'm telling you people, God's gonna take it back from you. You're gonna reach into your pocket and it's gonna be gone because that's how powerful he is. He doesn't need you to do anything else. You're gonna take it right out of your pocket. And you're not going to be able to do nothing about it because he, it's his money. He gave it to you. It, everything is all God, you know, and it, it it's taken me my entire life to figure it out. You know what I mean? Even good and evil is God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you think about it, you know, it was all that he made the same vessels. He says it in, in uh, Jeremiah, I think, you know, he created both vessels, good and evil. Because I'm above all. You know, so, so well, it's very important. I can't wait to get there. I'm finally in Jeremiah 31. It's been taking me, it's a lot, it takes me a long time to read this one because I keep rereading it over. It's it's a complex. It's very complex. Yeah. I love it so much that there's parts I keep reading over and over and over, but mm -hmm. I'm finally at 31. So it's yeah. a good one. And you know, it really it, sheds light to where we're at right now in the world too. So it, it, it does, you know, and, you know, like what God revealed to me, like he wrote this whole book for us in this time. That's why it has. The stories that it does it was written that before makes, that resonates so deeply with me because i have felt that way the whole time yeah. reading it i mean i really deeply feel it and i'm like is it crazy for me i asked terry all the time is it crazy for me to feel like this was written just for me to read <laughs> but, right. I mean, it, it was the ones the ones that were chosen to read it right now. right now so yeah. much it mm -hmm. does and that there's you know, not a coincidence we're, we're, at all. We're, we're down to you know less you know according to all the calculations i have we have less than 2,100 days.
until Jesus is here. You know what I mean? So, and you can tell, Abby can tell him how often I'm wrong. So, yeah. I mean. He's never wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's honestly predicted everything. So everything, everything. So you know, this is you know, I want to put it on the, the day and the hour. I mean, people, people have stopped making bets against Terry. So right, right. No, they don't. You know, that's what I mean. How mad they get? They try to sit and pick hairs at that point. Well, you were off by twelve seconds, though. I yeah, yeah, right. You didn't technically win. You were there was a millisecond in the middle of that. You know, and. Uh, you know, Eli was telling him the other day, like he said, I, I was telling Kevin, he's like, um, you know, I only lost one bet with Terry ever about anything. He said, because Terry's always right. He said, the only, and Kevin was like, what is it? Well, Terry, maybe he can summon a tornado. I remember that day. <laughs> and Eli was it, like, he got so come, close. Though, it was just not where we were. It was like yeah. what, a couple miles down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. So, it you know, was. It, it did happen. And that, it was back then, you know what I mean? Like, like my controls. Uh, of myself now are way higher so i you know with god you know i, I think anything could be possible sure. you know what i mean I, I i don't think that i can I, I can do it you know what i mean like through god anything's possible sure. so you want to summon tornadoes summon them you know what i mean if, if that's the destruction you want to bring but that's what i want to do you know no, what i mean that, that's not I how i bring that realization though um mm -hmm. with sunshine and beautiful weather and i love it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's so much better than a tornado I, I was bringing destruction and that's why i wasn't able to summons it you know what i mean because it's death and destruction yeah. only thing i can summon is, is good and love that's that's what's in me you know what i mean like that's that's why i can't harness the power of destruction because the power of love is so strong in me that destruction can't even happen you know, it's not rooted in who I am because of, of my belief in God, you know, my fear of God's wrath, you know, and my, my fear that God, that God's judgment, you know, it, it keeps you grounded. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you from, from doing those things that, that are maybe right or wrong. There, there's a gray area in it. You know what I mean? But if you think and you pray about it, God's going to tell you the gray area. You're going to make it black or white. Yeah. He's going to make it real clear for you to know which one you're choosing. You know, God's not, it's not a mystery. He doesn't want you to, he's not trying to hide things from you. Either. No, that's what I was just talking with you about the other day was the most beautiful thing that I have found so far is that God doesn't allow you to slip if you don't want to. I, I mean, I'm serious. Right. Like, exactly. I called you the other day and I was like, oh my gosh. So like we're, you know, it's Passover right now. And I've been stressed about like, you know, I don't want to act the, the America has made it impossible to do Passover. I'm not kidding. I've had to home make my own toothpaste, my own right. toothpaste. I had to find a recipe that didn't have baking soda or cornstarch. Cause that's a new one that they've slipped in. That's not okay for Passover and cornstarch is in everything. everything. And, um, so I don't remember what it was, but I was about to, to eat it or whatever it was. And God laid it on my heart and was like, Abby, it's got baking soda. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. But, 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 he, but he knows all things. Because he knows he more knew, than we He knew I was about to accidentally make a mistake yeah. that I would have never choosingly done. So he laid it on my heart and just let me know before I even did it. It's like, it's like you're walking in a field and there's a little IUD coming up and he's like, whoa, stop, there's an IUD right there. And you just bypass that. That's literally what he does if you set yeah. your heart and your intention to always please him. Because yeah, it's it, not even it, hard it, anymore. It, 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 You're not going to get tricked. And that's my, my fear for so long was that I'd be tricked into doing the wrong or I'd be deceived. And it's not real. It's not. It's not it, doesn't work, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work no, like that. It, it, everybody, it, everybody believes that. It, but does. that's not how God works. God's not, God not, he's not the trickster. That's no. Satan. 
No, he's not the. He's a speaker of the God, truth. God is so above that. He will just pull you from it. He won't let you. I promise. If if you just set mm. your heart on it and you pray every day, you know, Lord, be my shield, be my protector. You know, let me see with your eyes. Convict my heart if I do something that displeases you. Let me know before. I mean, my heart is so set on pleasing Him that He will tell me, Abby, this has baking soda in it before I even go to consume right. it because I don't want to. I don't want to have anything that would go against the Passover. I'm so dedicated to this. And it's just, it's amazing to me that that's how good of a God we serve. Right. And, and it's, all, it's all about us remembering, you know, that that's, that, and I'll, go, I'll, I'll go back to this always, you know, especially during this week. It's so important that you, we remember, you know, because through these times, it, it's important to remember that God's going to save us. Yeah. He's done it in the past. He's going to do it again. Jesus already came back. The story's already been written. And, and in the end, the faithful are okay. The meek so, shall inherit the earth. Yeah, we saw it. The, right, exactly. The meek, the meek, meaning the ones that, that struggled to go through life because we were Christians, because we were good people, because Christ of people in the world. You can't even get ahead in anywhere. Like they deserve this and they deserve that. Yeah, yeah, and those people aren't going to go to heaven. Those people that believe that they deserve to be in heaven and, and the people down here. Oh. We all deserve death, but because yeah, we of all. Christ, we get, we get the choice to live for eternity. I mean, what we truly deserve, what you deserve, is punishment. I mean, we all sin all day, every day. We were born into sin. We can't avoid it. We can't, you know, be perfect. We just can't. We're humans. We're made. But stop, stop, stop trying to be people. That's my moral. Exactly. Stop don't, trying to be so perfect. Be, but yeah. understand, you don't deserve all of these things. You deserve death. But we have a Savior that loves us so, so much that he couldn't bear the thought of that. So right. he went through and he suffered what we all deserved. So that we would never, ever, ever have so, and, it, and it's already gone. He suffered it already. The suffering has already taken place. So why are we out suffering when God already never, suffered for ever, us? Ever suffer because of it. Yeah. Well, why are we suffering? Why are we suffering when God already suffered for us? Yeah. So people still suffering. Oh, I know. Just, yeah. I did it for a long time. And, and you and know I, what I, he yeah, told sure. me? He laid it on my heart so strong. Abby. If you are going to choose to continue to live in guilt and shame, you're telling me that what I did for you on the cross is not good enough for you. And that right. just stopped me right there. And, and you're so right. that That's what you're saying to him. When you're out there judging and saying to people that, that that's a sin, that's a sin. Well, I can't follow that guy because he does that. Well, you're right there saying that what Jesus did on that cross meant nothing to you. What Moses did in the Exodus meant nothing to you. What God did in the Exodus meant nothing to you because you're over here doing exactly opposite of what God told you to do. If you see somebody sinning, go help them. You know what I mean? Go go pick them up and show them the path to God. They don't know where God, they don't know God, teach them God. You know what I mean? Pick them up, carry them, carry them just like God carried you through the storm. Carry them too, because you're the messenger. You're God's messenger, so you're 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 just so sending the message on earth for. Uh, yeah, that you're right, exactly. You're put on earth to give these messages to find the people that are lost and give them the message of God, so they can return home. That's all we have to do is is give everybody the message. Once everybody has the message, 
then Jesus can come back. So um, that right there just reminded me of a scripture. Of course, I have a scripture for everything. In life. My favorite one. Uh, <laughs> my favorite one. This one isn't my favorite. Oh, okay. Oh, I oh, love okay. it very much. And it goes exactly with Second what favorite, you just huh? said. Is it Ezekiel <laughs> 3, 18 and 19. Samuel? Ezekiel. Oh, Ezekiel. 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 Sorry, and sorry. I haven't read this book yet. I'm really excited to. But God put these um, on my Ezekiel heart. Ezekiel is a wild book. Right now. Yeah, I'm excited to read it. But he did just give me these two verses, and now I, you know, I see why. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at that in hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he, not, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. So we're right. literally commanded here. I'm telling you, like, summon the tornadoes. Yeah. Don't right. condemn them. Don't don't make them, right. you know, you're a sin. Just tell them the scripture, you know? Tell them the scripture. Show them the way to God. You Listen, know what I mean? God, hey. God laid this on my heart. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't want you to feel judged or anything at all. God laid this on my heart. The scripture right here, I just... You know, and, and if God doesn't lay it on your heart, don't just be an example, you know, just, just pray about it. Honestly, start with prayer. If you see something that, you know, you feel is really wrong, what someone's doing, pray about it. Cause God will tell you what to do. He'll tell you to either give them a scripture or to. What scripture to give them? Some people don't need just a scripture. They need a specific this, scripture. Well, yeah, for sure. The, well, you know, God, God, like God give that scripture through, to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, just like I told you, you know, you went, it's, it's not about setting up and getting ready for the, the ministries. You know, there's, there's no, God doesn't want us to prepare. He wants us to take, you know, he wants us to. So I do have a notebook where I've sectioned out, you know, um, scriptures for when you feel discouraged and scriptures for this and scriptures for that, for sure. but, you know, to share. But ultimately I, I don't go talk to someone unless God leaves it on my heart. You know, I don't just right. go willingly on my own because that's when. Because it's God's will. Yeah. It's not your will. Abby's will is it's not it's not of God. You know what I mean? It's gotta be God's will that that when you when you go out and start healing people, you know what I mean? It's through God. So it's sure. that prayer, just like Jesus prayed, through the Father, can you do these things? Because you have no power. Only God Absolutely. has the power. Absolutely. And I can tell you right now it's you're, not you're it's never my choice. And that's one of the one of the parts that's sad about having the power to heal is that you can't choose. There's there's times when you want to really bad and you can't. But, but it's God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't but just that's what gives you the power to do it because it's you, really you hard. I fasted for four days over this one time crying and sobbing for four days because I wanted to so bad. And ultimately he just told me no, Abby, no, it's no, not, no. It's not my no. And, he, and, he and people go, oh God, you God get telling me no. Well, God's going to tell you no. If it's not the right time, time. So if it's not the right trust in him, I know that yeah. when it is his time and his will, it will be perfect. And yeah. 
so that's that's where I ended with it and you know now I don't need to make myself fast for four days next time I'll just take the no in the beginning but <laughs> take the no and learn, for me. learn what no means finally yeah, it was I learned, a learning moment for me but God does say no God 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 doesn't necessarily say no he says he says not right now not right now is what he says you know what I mean it's not no to use at his command it's not a gift to just go and because we would just go and heal we, 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 we I would use go it up. everyone that needed i mean just anyone and everyone because my heart well, is it, just you would you would ruin yourself then yeah, you would I be so exhausted and you would not be able to serve god when you need you to yeah exactly and, and, and the devil will use that up. He'll use that same thing against you. And God knows that. So he's protecting you and going, not now, not this person, not that. Nope. You don't. Nope. When, when I tell you to do it, because if you don't, then you're going to use up all your healing that I gave you. And, and then when it comes time to heal this person, you're going to be so exhausted. You're not going to have what it needs. And this person is really the person that I sent you to heal. And, and, and then you went ahead and did all your stuff well, and you got so like, tired Jesus that you couldn't even be in so the situation. People, but, I mean, he, you know, the ones that he healed was for a specific purpose. I mean, exactly. He never went out. A single person in the entire universe. He just couldn't. Right. He could have healed, healed everybody. And he could have healed us all in one second, yeah, but he didn't. He went around and, and healed individual he people. going at the will God. of God. Okay. Right, right. That's, that's what made Jesus so awesome is, is his great will to serve god yeah. you know he he that's all he wanted to do and, and he didn't like like you said he didn't go out and just heal everybody he didn't heal the whole crowd yeah. he healed the one woman in the crowd you know what i mean he he healed her son he healed he healed those people he he chose god chose for him who deserves this and, and that miracle resonates with that person you know and that person goes on and tells the stories of of the miracles and, and the reason he heals those people is because in their heart they, they 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 did the right thing they they felt right you know just like the girl the dog the the, you know, the lady the dog lady you know it was even it was her even the dogs eat crumbs it was her because of your faith yeah your faith that, that i'm going to let you have blessing from me you know and, and that's all it takes you know, just just a little crumb of, of God can get and start bringing you blessings. Yeah, it's and, putting and, yourself down on that humble level. She wasn't saying, "Well, I should, I deserve that." No, she said, I, "I'll just take the crumbs. I, I'm not yeah. asking for, you know, the whole for what the whole meal for the whole right. meal. I'll just take the crumb, whatever you'll give me. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm down on my knees, humble as I can be, and that is why her faith and her humility her being humble yeah. is why and if you look at you look at all the people god chose it's all from their humility you know moses he wasn't the greatest man he wasn't the smartest guy he wasn't the best looking guy he wasn't the richest guy he was none of those things but you know what he was he was the most humble you know what i mean and and, and the same with david david wasn't the strongest guy he was the littlest guy you know what i mean and, and he came to be the biggest king because uh, he was humble. He was humble in God's love, you know, and, and, and God blesses you for your humbleness. Yeah. You know, that, that, that to God is one of the most important things. It, it is, is the humbleness of your heart. And, and if you're humble, you won't take over and let your pride get in the way and you won't let your 
your own will go over God's will. That's why. Right. When you're completely yeah, yeah, exactly. you let God's will come first always because you right. live to serve him. And so right. he needs someone who lives to serve him and not someone who seeks to serve themselves. I mean, right, right. And, and, and that's what joins off. done what he did if he was seeking to serve himself. Because let me tell you, his life was right. not a better place. It was not easy. It was from the day he was born. You know, he knew that he was going to die. You know what I mean? So it was not an easy life for him. You know, he knew the day that when he was going to die. And, and he still got up every day, served God, followed the path, did the right thing. You know, he did it and he picked up his cross daily before there was even a cross. Jesus was picking it up daily and going out and serving God the way we all should be doing every day. You know, and, and, and that that's why... Jesus is our example that, that we will always, from the beginning and the end of time, talk about his sacrifice uh, on Easter. You know what I mean? Just like we talk about for always Moses's sacrifice in Exodus. And I tell you what, I look forward to the day where Easter is what it was meant to be because yesterday <laughs> was very sad for me. <laughs> it was yeah, and, and, and it is. And, it, it was a great day. I was rejoicing, but it was sad for me because I just saw the world needs to go back to God. Oh, for sure. The and that, that's why we come here every day. Yeah. You know, it's just just to give a little bit of encouragement to, yeah, to everybody. You. It's, it's going to be okay. I know. It's going, to, it's going to be all right. You know what I mean? Like, we're here to save as many as we can. That's all we can do. You know what I mean? We got to go out, spread the message, save as many as we can. And that's what... That's what God told me we we're going to do. You know what I mean? So that's all we can do because God's already told me we can save as many as we can. And that's all we can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's given us the tools to go out here and spread this message all over the world yeah. to save as many as we can. And, and that's it. Which you know what I mean? To the scripture of the day and then we'll start into the word because we need to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a mission. <laughs> First Corinthians 15 58. I'm so excited because I had heard this verse and I loved it and I couldn't remember where it was. I knew it was in First Corinthians and I remembered the number 50 something and I kept praying, God, please remind me this verse. And then he gave it to me this morning, right in time. First Corinthians 15 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Remember that everything that you do is always for God. There's no mistakes. There's no, and I just, I get myself in this little roadblock all the time of feeling like I'm wasting time. I'm wasting this. I'm wait. Well, I just waste But it's, but it's God's there's time. No people, people get, there's no people get confused. Yeah, it's God's time. It's How can God's you waste time. God's time if you're serving it God? It's not time, possible. Abby, there's no waste. No that God made time. You can't waste time serving God. It's impossible. It's the most impossible thing there is, is to waste time serving See, God. I struggle with feeling like I'm wasting time in the times that I'm not working presently on something when I'm just enjoying something. Like no, God, God, God wants you to have peace too. or something. I'm he like, wants yeah, you, he wants you to have, it, it, it's about That's not being ridiculous. a slave. You know what I mean? Is that it's about not being a slave? And when you walk out of your job, you just leave your job there and pick God up. You know what I mean? I'm no longer working. You're not saying you leave, you leave God at the door at work. You know what I mean? But you pick right back up when you get done doing your job. 
You go back and serve God. You know, I, I balance between both all the time. I go serve God and then I do my man's work. You know, because I give to Caesar what is Caesar's and I give to God what is God's because that's what Jesus told us to do. So I, I go out and serve and, and do the things for the world to make the world a better place. And then I come on here every day and teach. You know what I mean? And then that's what that's what I do. I go out and I make it so I can. I make us enough money so me and you can sit on here and teach this while while I'm not on here. I'm working on just making sure this 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 goes on forever. You know what I mean? As long as we need it too, that that it's sustainable for us. And, and it, I spend all the rest of my day doing that, just ensuring the, the feasibility of, of a better future for everybody through God. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not even a part-time job for me. I, I It's a full-time every day. So people thinking like I'm doing other things, I, I don't. I, I, I only serve God now. I, I have no other job. I have no other thing. It's, it's all in the service of God now, like 100% of my day. You know what I mean? Sure, I might take a little break every once in a while, but it's not very long. You know what I mean? Because because That's we're, why we're I feel so bad though whenever I do, <laughs> and I, I never feel bad. You know what I mean? Like I, I know I know God is giving me that break because He knows that I need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not feeling bad because God God sent me somewhere to go have fun or something because you don't worry about it because God did that for a reason. I Man, know. you've been working so hard. Well, I'm just going to get you out of this situation and clear your mind. So when you That's come in tomorrow, so come in tomorrow, it's going to be even be better than it was today. You know what I mean? And then that's what God's doing all the time. He's not He's not saying, don't serve me. He's giving you a break. And that's why he created Sunday was so we could serve as hard as we could. What? I got so much rest this weekend. I, I didn't drink one cup of coffee yesterday. Well, I fasted from Thursday night till yesterday morning. And I didn't have coffee through any of that time. But yesterday, I had it all ready. Like, oh my goodness, I'm finally going to get to have my first cup of coffee again Sunday morning. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I had it all set out and ready. And Sunday morning, I was like, I have like more energy than I've ever had in my life. I don't need coffee. And then I thought, okay, well, for sure, after church, I'm going to need a cup of coffee. No, no. And then my four o'clock, four, four o'clock cup, I usually have. No, it was amazing. I was just so filled with energy and so refreshed. It was, it was incredible. I, I just yeah. really. Man, and, you know, we talked about like Saturday, you know, as everybody being drained is because the energy was getting ready for Sunday for, for these extra calls for all of this. We were, God was pulling Saturday, all the energy. I never felt, any, it was literally almost similar to when I went through withdrawals when I was getting, yeah. clean. that's what it felt like exactly. Man, 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 it is. Six it's o'clock not- that night, I had to take a nice warm bath to just, I mean, my whole body was aching. Oh man, mm-hmm. I was so so drained. There was nothing left. I kept. I've never prayed so hard in my life. I'd take two steps and fall to the ground and just pray, God, please. I need mm-hmm. strength. I can't Give me walk. The I can't walk. I'm gonna out. have to crawl. Right, and if I gotta crawl to you, God, I, I will. Go to two egg hunts with my dog. Yeah, like I crawl. I got an army crawl with my teeth. I'm coming. Crawl I'm coming. through these egg hunts. <laughs> I'm coming to you, my Lord. Whatever it takes, my I will. Did and I made it. That's all I got. And you will. You always make it. That's why he wants to let you know. Yeah, it's always going to be all right. Sunday morning, he woke me up and said, "It's time to go make a protein shake," and I did. <laughs> yeah, and then I went back to sleep. And then he woke me up right on time. It was right, incredible. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I had an incredible we're, we're, so we're reading uh, Jacob here. Um, yeah, he's so getting in, married. He's going through a lot of stuff. Um, he's he got all these wives and all these kids. Over 14 years, his wives are battling over how many kids they can have. It's like a contest now because he loves Rachel and not Leah. So Leah thinks if she gives him enough kids that he'll love her. 
they've got their hand their their hand servants involved now too so he's got kids from four different women at this point in time and um he he begs laban their dad like listen i've served you plenty and it's time for me to go and he's like yeah no i've been so blessed since you've been here i can't let you go and so um god reveals to him what to do and so um we're at the part with the cattle and um basically the ones with the ring straight next i think is the ones he'll get to keep and the rest the man will have so anyways let's pick back up on genesis 31 10. 31 we're almost done with Genesis, though. That's exciting. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so yeah, yeah. ready for Exodus. No, man. You have no idea. I love Exodus. It's my favorite one. It's so. my favorite one. Yeah, it's my favorite one. So. <laughs> and it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up mine eyes and saw in a dream. And behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ring-streaked, speckled, and grizzled. And the angel of God spoke unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob... And I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes, and see, all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring-necked, speckled, and grizzled, for I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointedest the pillar, and where thou vowedst a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Are we not counted of him as strangers? For he hath sold us and hath quite devoured also our money. For all the riches which God hath taken from our father, that is ours and our children's. Now then, whatsoever God hath said unto thee, do. Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives upon camels. And he carried away all his cattle and all his goods which he had gotten. The cattle of his getting, which he had gotten in Padan Aram, for to go to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan. And Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. And Jacob stole away unawares to Laban the Syrian, in that he told him not that he fled. So he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and passed over the river and set his face toward the Mount Gilead. And it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob was fled. And he took his brethren with him, and pursued him after, and pursued after him seven days' journey, and they overtook him in Mount Gilead. And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night, and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. So that that town Mount Gilead is that that's where I grew up at. So it was Gilead. So I, yeah, Gilead. Yeah. I know, I know. Whenever I read, when I saw that, it was like, whoa, that's like Gilead in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's where uh, We the Kingdom's playing at. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of crazy, huh? I and know. It's coming. It's coming right out of here, so you can see like um, the, all, all even the names of, of towns and everything that that we're familiar with are, are generated out of this book. You know, it's yes. not just it's not just people's names. It's not just the names of the birds and the animals and and all the people. It's it's everything. You know, what I mean, even the towns and stuff we live in come from the origin of this book yeah that's why that's why this book is it is a book of all human beings it's not just a jesus book or it's not a christian book or it's not a it's lutheran book or jewish book or anything it's a story of humans and god yeah. it's the story of, of our journey with god 
You know what I mean? It's written down in this book. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It, it, it's written in this book. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's so if you're if you're not a Christian, if you're not a Jew or any, you can still read this book. I'm not any of those things. Right. You know what I mean? But but I read this book because this is the book of mankind. You know what I mean? It's not the Holy Bible of of Jews. It's not yeah, the there Holy is Bible. no denomination. There never should be, and I don't claim to be anyone. And if if anyone ever asks what the Love of James Ministries is, I've already decided I'm going to tell them. It's just the, the teaching of the truth. The teaching. Of yeah, the yeah. Truth. And we're no. And people are like, "Are you not a denomination? No, we're none of no, that. We're none of that. We're not, we're not even. We have we ripped no all labels. the labels off of all of it because I'm not. We are God. We are Muslim. We are Jew. We are Christian. We are God. You know what I mean? We, we we teach the principles of God of all togetherness regardless. God's word, period. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, so, so it's a, it's, I'm not saying we're I making a whole new religion here. Where we're we ever came up with the all these religion. labels and these denial. I don't understand it. It doesn't even. Well, it, 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 it's by it's by man's own design to create right. the vision. So that means you know that you're it, taking the word and you're adding things to it. Yeah, right? you're you're, you're leading it, and then God tells us we're not allowed to do that. I just so read that scripture today. Where was it? It's in Hebrews, and he says, "Do not." Add do anything not, to the do not do not add or change. It's written in Revelations too. Don't change this book because if you do, people are going to pray to the wrong way, and and, and they're not going to follow my teachings because you guys are going to manipulate it. I mean, look at the poor Mormons. Look at these people. Man, everybody's had one come to their house. Well, they don't even come to my house anymore because they they know they know I know that their religion's bullshit. They, they know that I know that Joseph Smith was a mason that he made this shit up. And, and they can't deny it because I have the irrefutable truths that I can prove to them that the book, my Holy Bible, their book contradicts my Bible. And anything that contradicts that Bible. Ye shall it, not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you. Period. The end. Don't add. That's it. That's it. Deuteronomy that's it. chapter 4 verse 2. That's and I'm sure that's and, and, not the only verse, but it, exactly. And then they're adding to this book um, based off, you know, this Joseph Smith, John Smith. I can't remember what, whatever his name is. I can't. You know, he's so he's so insignificant to me. Um, whoever their god is that they serve, you know, th this guy, this guy was in his time when he was here on Earth was ridiculed and laughed at and, and, and mocked because he was a complete loser. You know what I mean? He tried to make his own money. You ever heard of three, the $3 bill? Queer is a $3 bill? Well, that's where it came from was him because he, he had the $3 bill. He made it and, and everybody laughed at him because he was walking around with this $3 bill trying to buy stuff because he made it himself. Just like he made his fake religion. He made his own fake money. You know what I mean? And, and, and he went around trying to pass that off too as real money. And he also went on to try to pass this fake religion, you know, uh, uh, and, and I'm not saying like some of the teachings in there are okay. You know what I mean? Like, like just, we've got to stop with the religion thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're now, now we made another division of, of what God's rules More are. Separation of God is all it is. It's just yeah. out of my chunky cheese. That's all there is about it. So, did you did you read Hebrew? Huh? Did you read on Hebrew? Oh yeah, you already read that. So yeah, go go back to yeah. We go back to Genesis now. Okay, I haven't read Hebrews yet. I've read certain verses out of it, and I'm really excited to read it. 
I'm yeah, Hebrews, Hebrews is a, is a mind twister. I was conflicted between finishing Jeremiah today and reading Hebrews, and I ended up going back to Jeremiah because I love it so Yeah, much. finish Jeremiah is it's a, it's a better Hebrews. story. The Hebrews, the Hebrews, you know, it's, it's a tough one. I've got so many verses from Hebrews that it's so yeah. good. The one about, you know, coming to the grace, um, the throne of grace with boldness. And God came to Laban. Then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount. And Laban, with his brethren, pitched in the mount of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What hast thou done, that thou hast stolen away unawares to me, and carried away my daughters as captives with the sword? Now remember, in this verse right before, God came to Laban in a dream by night, and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. Right. And here he is. Where didst thou flee? away secretly and steal away from me and didst not thou and didst not tell me and that i might have sent thee away with mirth and songs with tabret and with a harp so he's saying i would have sent you away with you know I, gladly i wouldn't have <laughs> right and hast not suffered me to kiss my sons and my daughters thou hast now done foolishly in so doing it is in the power of my hand to do you hurt but the God of your fathers spake unto me yesterday, saying, Take thou heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. So he's acknowledging that this is not his God. This is Jacob's God, and he warned him. Right, right. And now, though thou wouldest needs be gone, because thou sore longest after thy father's house, yet wherefore, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? And Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Peradventure thou wouldest take by force thy daughters from me. With whomsoever thou foundest, findest thy gods, let him not live. Before our brethren discern thou what is thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and into the two maidservants' tents, but he found them not. Then, when he went out of Leah's tent and entered into Rachel's tent, now Rachel had taken the images and put them in the camel's furniture and set upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but found them not. And she said to her father, Let it not displease my lord that I cannot rise up before thee, for the custom of women is upon me. And he searched, but found not the images. And Jacob was wroth and chode with Laban. And Jacob answered and said unto Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast so hotly pursued after me? So, so you're, you're getting into, you know, uh, you know, he's talking about all these trespasses and things. And you can see from the Lord's Prayer, like we're, we're forgiven trespasses. And, and it, he's saying right here, you know, he's using those words in context. So you can kind of see what what, he, what the Lord's talking about when he's talking about trespasses right here. Yeah. So that's what the reward, that's what God's referring to. It's basically these things when he's saying forgive us for our trespasses. So people yeah. people don't really understand what this trespasses is. You know, people, uh, well, God forgive us for our trespasses. This is what he's talking about. He's not talking about. Wrong, he's not talking about your sin or anything. He's talking about this. Don't yeah. forgive me for my transgressions. Wrong someone else. Yeah, yeah. When I'm wronging somebody else, I'm doing these and things. He's telling you to forgive them so that you can be forgiven because he tells us, you know, judge not lest you be judged. If you don't forget, it's the same thing here. He says the same with everything. What you, <laughs> it's always the yeah. same. 
Well, right, right. So it's all If you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. If you don't show exactly, mercy, exactly, you won't exactly. be shown mercy. If you judge, and this is what he's doing right here. You know what I mean? He's saying this. He's saying like, you know, these trespasses are coming, and and you have to forgive them, or, or I'm not going to I'm not going to show you any mercy. I'm not going to give you any blessings because in your heart, because you, right you here he's sitting here pursuing Jacob, and Jacob didn't even do it. And I would say, yeah. Over 50% of the time that you get mad at someone, it's not even something that they did. It's either you misperceived it, that's usually and, it. And not 100% of the time, that's usually what it is. Yeah, you, know you misperceived what, I mean? what happened. You misunderstood yeah. it. It yeah, yeah, it was a misunderstanding. Yeah. Nobody's intentionally going out and trying to do harm to you. You know, people generally they like generally everybody. They yeah, but, but they're seeking to destroy you and their actions yeah. and their motives. You right, and then you go all spiraling because you think this person is trying to destroy you. And, and it comes out to find out that all along they were just trying to help you. They, they just did it in the wrong like, way because they were perfections different than you. Yeah, so you just, you know what I mean? You, you lost a blessing because somebody was trying to help you, but you misinterpreted it as as something that that's trying to hurt you. So you you didn't take the blessing, you know. And, and that's what that's what God wants us to always be aware of. Like His blessing comes in, in many disguises, you know. You and, and by doing good, when He brings these things to you, that's how your blessings are open. That's how the door gets open. Is God will send you something that needs to be blessed, and if if you if your heart's not in it, He's going to send away that blessing. He's going to send away the blessing that came with it. The door that was going to be open for you for blessing this person is now closed. And now you're going to have to wait for a new door to open up. You know what I mean? So now you have to go basically through this whole process with God again. And he's going to send another blessing to you. And he's going to, this time, maybe do it in a different way that you understand and see it. And maybe you don't see it again. He's going to take it away from you. And then he's going to wait another year. And then the blessing is going to come back to you again. And he's going to see if you're ready for it yet. And then you're going to finally embrace this blessing after... 30 years of, of receiving this blessing and keep pushing it away. And like, I don't know. And God's going to go, here it is again. He's going to keep bringing that blessing back to you until you take it. You know, he's going to be like, here's that blessing again. Are you going to take do the right thing and take this blessing? Cause it's your blessing. You can't, you can't give it back. God gave it to you already. So you can't, you can't just be like, well, this blessing just didn't work out. Well, God doesn't do that. He's going to keep revealing that blessing to you. In your lifetime through your journey you're going to keep bringing that blessing back and one day when you finally get here be like oh my god this is what this is what i was talking about 20 years ago of, of the thing that meant the most to me but 20 years ago i was never ready to see it now 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 i can ride this pony into the sunset you know and that, that's just how god it, it, he works like that in all things because that's how powerful he is he just he's so powerful that that he loves us so much that, that he's going to just keep bringing these blessings back no matter what your transgressions are he's just going to here's that blessing and then when you when you take that blessing he's going to bring another one oh good you finally received that blessing. now now why well, haven't been getting blessings for so long and then you finally get one and then and you're like oh i'm getting blessed so much now because those blessings were always waiting for you you just you got to take the first one first before you can take more so god gives you the first one he he makes it a challenge to take the first one and then when you take that, all the blessings, the door's open now. The door's open. The blessing door's open. But now they're coming in. And they're like, oh, my God. And then people get all the blessings. And then they're like, oh, I'm filled with blessings now. Like, I, I can quit serving God. I got all the blessings. Yeah. And that's what's going on here with Jacob and him. That's why I'm telling you this. Um, he's taking all these blessings. And then he's like, okay, I got all the blessings. Now I don't need to serve God. Yeah. Because God's giving me everything I needed now. So I don't need nothing from God. Well, I'm going to tell you what something. God's going to take it back from you. All right, I'll let you continue reading here. 
Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff, what hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge betwixt us both. This twenty years have I been with thee. Twenty years. It was only supposed 20 to years. be. Twenty so years. That's why I told 14. you twenty years. Or was yeah. it eight years that he had to serve? It was eight, I think. So no, two sevens. Two sevens. Two sevens. So fourteen years. So he served an extra six years. Mm -hmm. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have not I eaten. Have I not eaten? That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee, I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, and six for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God hath seen mine affliction and the labor of my hands, and rebuked thee yesternight. And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle. And all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters, or unto their children which Mommy, they have born? Can I not touch that? Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones. And they took stones and made an heap. And they did eat thereupon the heap, and Laban called it Jagar Sehadutha, but Jacob called it Gelid. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between me and thee this day. Therefore was the name of it called Gelid, and Mizpah, for he had, for he said, The Lord watch me in thee, where we are absent one from another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take other wives besides my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness betwixt me and thee. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold this pillar, which I have cast betwixt me and thee. This heap be witness, and this pillar be witness, and that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and that thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge betwixt us. And Jacob swear by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered sacrifice upon Mount and called his brethren to eat bread. And they did eat bread and tarried all night in the Mount. And early in the morning Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned unto his place. So I find that interesting because Laban is, um, he is Abraham's descendant and he's acknowledging, you know, the God of Abraham, but he fell away from him and he has right. other gods. And so he's, you know, basically Jacob is swearing to God, the God of Abraham. And Laban is saying he's swearing to this pillar and right. God is his witness. <laughs> <laughs> right, this pillar they so just built. So who's more trustworthy here? 
And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanaheim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother. I love this part. To Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses, flocks and men servants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with them. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him, and the flocks, and herds, and the camels, into two bands. And he said, If Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saidst unto me, Return unto thy country, and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. So this really speaks to trusting God. God told him to do this. He needs to hold on to that trust and that faith that God would not lead him astray. But, you know, obviously he's terrified. It's been 20 years since he's seen his brother, since he took all of his inheritance. And anyone would be really nervous. And then he knows he has 400 men, so. Right, right. It's a pretty he's serious operation. He's not great faith by splitting his men up into two different bands. And is like, well, I can lose this group, and then I'll have this one to flee. Right, right. I am not yeah. worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. So right here he's showing his humbleness. He's saying... I'm not worthy for everything that you've given me at all. And I'm not worthy of any mercy. Yeah, and and none of us are. You know what I mean? Like, and that's all it takes, though. It's the woman who begged for the crumbs, even. It's, it's yeah. putting yourself down in that humble place and telling God, I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy of this. But I'm asking you, please, please grant this to me. I will serve you and I will do whatever, even though I'm not worthy. Please. And asking you shall receive. You know what I mean? I sent you that list of, uh, of all the prayers. Um, from Jesus the other day and you know and that, that's that on that list in there there's you know at least seven different verses that that God asks us you know to just ask and know that you have received so it's having the faith so when you ask for it don't ask for it again you know you already is coming to you you know what I mean God doesn't want to hear somebody begging for the same thing because that doesn't mean you didn't put faith in God yeah. It doesn't have faith at all. Oh, oh, you asked me for this yesterday. You're going to ask me for it again today. Well, just trust that I already did it. Yeah. Trust that, that you've already gotten it and you, and you will receive it. If you don't trust that and you keep asking God for it and you don't got it, then you're never going to get it because you don't have trust in God. You know what I mean? But let's let's wrap up there today okay. um, and we'll finish up the rest of the Genesis story on um, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll find out what happens when he finally sees Esau. Yeah, and I do sad. have to say, though, I admit, I'm really bad about that. I'm really bad about praying for the same things over and over. And I'm working on it because it's 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 hard. It's really hard to not pray again and say, God, please, I really need this. And not like, oh, God, I know you didn't really, you know, you didn't want to hear me last time. But I'm, uh, it's me, Abby, again. Uh, mommy, mommy, and, and I didn't really get what you, what I prayed for yet. So can you please send it to me, Jeannie, man? Oh, my God. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you're saying to God when you do that. You're saying, Genie man, Genie man, I need you. That's not God. You're praying to a Genie. We're not trusting in God. You know what I mean? All right. All right, guys. We'll, uh, have a great day, and we will see you.